Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Fantasy Underdogs podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. If you're into sports betting, BetOnline is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, BetOnline has the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now, the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast. everybody to another episode of the fantasy underdogs podcast brought to you by the believe podcast network and also betonline.ag make sure to go and get your 50 percent off welcome bonus signing on to betonline.ag today chip it's uh it's a heck of a day it's the day before the day before <laughs> and i must say it's been, it's been one of those days my friend how about you Ah, today's been good, man. Got a chance to, uh, you know, got a chance to look at some football, read some football, saw some trades, you know. I mean, other than that, though, I have nothing to worry about. I don't have kids running around. I got my office and just me. So, yeah, I don't have that. Uh, I don't have that joy or that that worry, I guess. You have a worry, though, on Sunday. You're the number one pick in your league. So that's the worry that you have right now. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. That could Ish. be. I'm yeah. not. You know what? As I said before, I've played fantasy football for a long time, and I've never had the first pick. But I'm narrowing my my sights. We're still. I'm still. I'm locked in pretty much on Christian McCaffrey. Although, um, I I feel like something could happen. I just that we- there's something inside of me. He could get injured. So we've been getting some backlash from our Christian McCaffrey hot takes, as you can call it, from the other show. Oh, no. Yeah, some people are upset with us. And you know what? That's why they call them hot takes, is because it makes people understandably mad and upset. And that's why we want you to tune in, because we have a lot more hot takes to do. Correct. And I think the the deal is with that is that we're not hoping he gets injured, or we're not not projecting bad things, but... I just have a gut feeling, and sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta use that to your advantage. Or if you're wrong, you eat a lot of crow at the end of the year. So, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, join us in the comments today. Ask us your fantasy football questions. Uh, we are now on YouTube, so if you go and search on uh, YouTube, we're on YouTube now, and also Twitch and all the other social media places at well facets follow us facets smash that like button as well we are uh, at uh the fu dogs pod on twitter and also on ig the fu dogs pod make sure to smash that follow button we've got a good show today we will be going over uh some ready or over reactions the jags seem to be falling apart at the seams uh <laughs> teddy bridgewater i'm, I'm so i'm I, I really wanted kaylee on the show because of her yeah. jaguars just falling apart at the seams right now uh teddy bridgewater was named the starter for the denver broncos not too long ago we had a trade this past week that uh benefited me of course in my league and thank you for sending me that sleeper notification by the way that helped me out a lot uh and then we've got some bargain late round qbs to go into and then some undervalued players in fantasy. So yes. let's go into our first topic of discussion. Jameis Winston showed out the other day oh, playing boy. against our very own Kaylee Chikoski's Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, he had a buck 38, two touchdowns, and then he, he played one half. And then it just set social media ablaze saying yep. Jameis Winston is the starter. It's it's all over. Taysom Hill is, is going to be, you know, 
having the clipboard in hand, but of course we'll see him probably in some wildcat formations. Yep. Uh, Chip, I wanted to get your thoughts. Now we all know Jameis Winston fairly well. This guy has won a national championship when he was in college at FSU. He was with the Buccaneers, you know, the Buccaneers, the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers for about five years before Tom Brady came to town and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers said, you know what? It's time for you to go, Jameis. Um, he got LASIK, of course, last year. Yep. Uh, yep. So do you think it, it's kind of an overreaction that, you know, everybody is, is saying, oh, well, you know, he, he could be that diamond in the rough that, you know, the Saints could have been molding him and, and you know, he's the heir to the successor of Drew Brees. Do you think it's an overreaction from the play against the Jacksonville Jaguars, of course, or is, or is Jameis really legit? Gosh, how long have we been asking that question? I, buddy, I know. Dude? I, know. I uh, mean, I'm kind of of the decision that he's had enough time to kind of make something or, or show something. The guys that you're seeing now mm-hmm. are getting ready to start bagging groceries in the next couple of weeks, and you're going through final roster cuts, and um, we'll see. You know, the final week of preseason, I think uh, – I don't know if they've come out with if Jameis is going to play or not this uh, weekend. As of right now, they're saying he's not. Okay. So, so he's, he's probably done. Right. But in, so, and now, now saying that he's not going to be, you know, playing in that final preseason game, doesn't that indicate, hey, he's the starter, even though Sean Payton is not, you know, naming anybody yet? Yeah, I mean that's what that's what my thought would be, and I think if Jameis Winston, personally, I think if he, if we would have seen something personally. I think by now, um, he's doing this with a lot of not unknown guys, but just he's not going to have Michael Thomas. He lost Adam uh, Troutman, rookie tight end, who was you know supposed to be showing promise, but really hadn't done that well. He's going to have Kamara, and I mean Marquez Callaway is the one guy. He who's, seems to be developing rapport with whose stock is just going through the roof right now. Yeah. Uh, in fantasy football drafts, just because of that one game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, yeah. And you know what? I was just trying to find him real quick. I mean, Callaway still, I still don't have him. I mean, you got him probably around wide receiver, like a 74. 475 I mean he's way down uh in the rankings I think so I mean yes did he have a great play yes did he go up and get a football um you know he will be out there you know other names Traquan Smith I know he's been injured he's still gonna be out there he knows the system better I think he's got a better shot to break out but we'll see I think the beneficiary of all this is really gonna be Kamara I mean he's gonna be uh really dependent on uh, this year to keep the Saints offense moving. And uh, hopefully, uh, once we get in the game situation, you'll see if the old uh, Jameis will show his uh, – make an appearance and see the interceptions come up. As as the great Thanos would say in Avengers Endgame or Avengers Infinity War, mm-hmm. I am inevitable. And that's what we're inevitably, inevitably going to see from – I can't even say that word right. Wow. From Jameis Winston is – the old classic Jameis Winston. Like once yeah. we get into the season, once if he's named the starter, yeah, like we all know we all know what he is. He's a turnover machine, like LASIK or not. Like you know, that's who he is. I mean, will he be the starter? Probably, most likely. And will he be out there majority of the time? Most likely. Will Taysom Hill will be in there as well? Yeah, I think I think so as well. I think Taysom Hill is going to be that. That you know, we've talked about this on our previous shows. He's like that Swiss Army knife where you could pretty yeah. much put him anywhere. And that and that, you know, you can look at this whole situation they have in New Orleans is is oh, okay, you know, they may not be that bottom of the barrel team that maybe a lot of people thought they were gonna do be after Drew Brees left. They might be they'll probably have that that second place spot or maybe battling it out with maybe Atlanta for second place. But you know. If anybody's surprised about how he played against the Jags, you shouldn't be. I mean, we've seen this before where, you know, Jameis will light it up and then next week and he'll come and throw in like four picks. So don't be shocked by this play. Don't be shocked by, especially going against the Jaguars. Like, don't be shocked at all. You're like, yeah. 
You shouldn't be. So, you know, if he if you're looking at a fantasy value at Jameis Winston, you know, he's maybe definitely some guy you could maybe pick up in later, later rounds as a QB if, if you're looking for that, you know, guy to fill in for bye week or whatever. But I think, uh, you know, time will tell as the season goes on if if this whole experiment with him as the starter New Orleans will will pan out or if we're just going to see the same famous Jameis as we did in, in Tampa Bay. So, dude, I think, what do you think, though? I mean, he's got a QB out of 32. He's yeah. in the bottom. Dude, he's 23 he- or 25. I mean, somewhere – probably where I'd slate them. And I mean, you can still in the mock drafts that we've done and seen, you still get guy. There are guys like Matt Ryan, who's not getting drafted. There are guys, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Those are all guys I would still take. Right. Fitzpatrick, maybe, Hey, it'd be close. I'd probably right. Be around the range. I'd probably take um, Jameis Winston, but uh, I think you could find definitely some better depth. Uh, other than Jameis. I, I I agree as well. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's a good segue too. I mentioned the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Travis Etienne is out for the year. Uh, the Jags That's apparently so are not. Awful, dude. I know. I, I'm glad I didn't draft him in this past Sunday's draft. That's why yeah. you don't draft early before the season starts. That's right. Um, also, there's been reports that players are also upset with Urban Meyer. It's, it's just the seams. It seems like the seems the ship has already have holes in it. It's already sinking already for 2021. And I put that little tagline Jags first pick in 2022. <laughs> Possibly so. It could be. They could have the, the first new, uh, number one overall pick again. What do you think? Jim? I mean, Houston is probably on a crash course with that one, I I think. Um, I don't know, but I say I, Jags will will Houston will win will win more more games than Jacksonville. Oh God. That's I don't even know. I mean, I don't know how that's possible. Like, I don't I mean, it could be. I just think Houston is really, really bad. Trevor Lawrence is also he's he knows that he's lagging right now. And he's even said in his press conferences after, you know, he knows he needs to pick it up a little bit. The offense, though, I mean, you have Robinson still in the backfield, um, you know, for the Jags. So, I mean, it's not you, you know, you wanted to have a one two punch. They have Carlos Hyde, who, I mean, I don't know who has anything left. Maybe he does, but um, Robinson now will get the bulk of the carries, which that bumps him up. I mean, in fantasy, he was lower. Now, you know, he's probably an RB 22 or 23, um, you know, somewhere in there. That's kind of where I, I see him. Um, actually, 21 is probably where I'd put him, but um, you'll see. I mean, I think this is a team that's going to win more games than Houston. Um, I just don't see the players they have. Marvin Jones Jr., they've got some guys. LaVisca Chenault Jr., they've got some other offensive pieces that can get the ball down the field. I just think Trevor Lawrence, as any rookie quarterback, is just going to take a little bit of time uh, to get things moving. But he's learning every game, and I think uh, he'll get better as the season goes on. Yeah, there's a still picture that's floating around on Twitter right now that looked. Uh, you remember Kayla Maroney, that gymnast, where she just went like this when she won like silver. Yeah, uh, that it was just just like that. Where Trevor Lawrence just looked like that, like <laughs> like oh my god, I wish I would have stayed at Clemson instead of coming out for this. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. He's still, I mean, he's almost. I still have him going, dude. He's almost the top fifteen quarterback, I think, because Jacksonville will be will be behind. <laughs> He's going to have to throw. LaVisca Chenault, I think, should have a good year. Um, Marvin Jones Jr. should have a good year. So they've got some other offensive weapons. Yeah, but could they be that bad, though? I mean, if, if players Jacksonville are, or Houston? Yeah. No, Jacksonville. I, oh, I, just, I think Jacksonville's better than Houston. I mean, really? hands I, I, I think Houston's better than Jacksonville. I don't understand that. I know there's uncertainty about the whole quarterback situation with Deshaun Watson, but I just think – I think Jacksonville's just headed down a deep pit of misery this whole year. If you tell me that Trevor, I don't believe Trevor Lawrence is better than Tyrod Taylor. Like, I've I don't know I, because I've only seen a sample size of Trevor Lawrence. Well, I mean, Tyrod Taylor has been in the league for a really long time, and I think there's no talent wise. I mean, just athletically speaking, Trevor Lawrence far exceeds Tyrod Taylor. Now, NFL experience obviously is going to go to him, but. I mean, can you name a, a Texans wide receiver besides Cooks? 
Uh, that's a negative. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I that. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. uh, you know that, and then I mean I understand they do have Philip Lindsay, and they have some other guys that can run back there, but offensive line's already been a huge problem for them, and you know we'll see okay. what the story is. And then on defense, I mean you're really <laughs> in trouble there. I mean you're you're really in trouble there. Well, they so, traded away all their well yeah. best guys. Yeah. So I mean you're. Yeah, I mean, I think Kenneth and, and Kenneth saying four or five wins. I mean, that sounds about right. I say three. Um, no, I mean, I you know, I see we'll three. see. I mean, I think Houston has a really good chance not to win one football game this year. Okay. I think. Uh, well, I, I'm we'll glad see. that we have this on tape because then we can revisit this at like the end of the year. Hey, Let's if you revisit the tape 30 days ago, somebody I, called Sony Michelle going to the Rams, which uh, brings us to our next topic. <laughs> Look at the segue. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take this away, my friend, because you were right. Oh, you hit it well, right no, in the I right mean, this head. was a this was a, a call that we talked about right after Cam Akers getting injured, and um, we looked at some running backs that were obviously coming to the tail end of contracts or teams that had um, you know a plethora of backs. Did you say a plethora, Hefe? You, you, you said that word. Ah. So, Sony Michelle was one of the guys I thought that uh, that might be let go because of Harris and uh, James White and now the eruption of Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, so, yeah, he was uh, got the got the trade. I think he went for a fourth and a sixth. I thought he might just go for a fourth, but he went for another pick. So, Sony Michelle, I think he's still – I mean, he's still way out of range for fantasy players, but – for Henderson, I mean, now you watch and his stock takes a hit a little bit. Uh, he's still RB, you know, he's in the 20s, I think, 22, somewhere in that ballpark. But watch the transition throughout the season and see uh, if Sony Michelle t- gets more carries, maybe he becomes fantasy relevant. Uh, I, I think he does. He's yep. more. He's a better passing back. We all saw that when the Rams played New England in that Super Bowl. He scored a touchdown on him. So what better way to – you know, get a guy that that beat you already is to bring yeah. him over. Um, well, what I want I want to say, I, I yeah. say thank you by the way because as the waiver wires opened up on my fantasy league, I scooped them up and then I had like three people text me going, "Oh, thanks for scooping up Sony Sony uh, Michael before I could." I'm like, <laughs> "You're welcome. Maybe you should uh, have alerts on your phone or have uh, friends that do podcasts with you have alerts as well." So, <laughs> And then I I, re- I dropped Xavier Jones, my ride-in from the draft. <laughs> which, which you knew was probably going to be a bad pick anyway. So I know. And I'm glad, all of us. you know what? The stars aligned for that whole situation to happen. Yep. So I feel better now. You did you did the right thing. Now you got the guy, the Rams. And you know what? I, I looked at the segment we did a month ago, and I said the Rams offensive line was kind of shambles. It's gotten better. You know, they did get some free agents, and they did. I mean, I still think, obviously, uh, they have some work to go, but it, they're projected really well by PFF, so um, should be able to open up holes, uh, hopefully, um, you know, give Stafford some time. But, yeah, running back, Henderson still looking good, but he does take a hit with Sony Michelle coming over. I, I, I like the trade that they did because he's going to a – He's going into a situation where Stafford's a, a mind. He's a better upgrade from what they had with Jared Goff. He's a guy that can read defenses because when when Jared yep. Goff was there, McVay was like telling him, "Okay, these are the type. This is the defense they're going to be facing. This is this in in the ear. Okay, we, they're lining up this way. Stafford knows how to read defenses. He's got a, a semi big arm. He just has to stay healthy. I think this is a great upgrade on their running back situation." Yeah. Now time yeah. will tell if if he t- if he takes over the top spot, or if he's going to be that that number two guy, but he's going to be more the passing back, which he is. Yeah, and we'll get a chance, like we said, we'll get a chance to uh, <laughs> to see that, and hopefully for Sony and, and Kaylee even said on the show previous or a month ago, this is really the best situation for him as a player because you kind of get the opportunity in a contract year to kind of reinvent yourself. Uh, and you know, he's a graduate of university of Georgia and he, you know, hopefully gets out there and go get his next contract. So, so there was a announcement, I believe it was yesterday. The Denver Broncos had named Teddy Bridgewater starter for the Broncos on week one. Um, do you think it was time? It was, do you think this is a good move by the Broncos naming him starter over uh, drew lock? Now we all saw drew lock 
last year and the year before that, he struggled a lot. He's been injured a lot too. You know, this might be a breath of fresh air for the Broncos offense, which has a lot of talents. They have a, a good defense and a, a good uh, number of wide receivers and, and running backs. Do you think this is a good good move by them to name Bridgewater number one? Well, yeah, I think Bridgewater just won. I mean, in a, in a good competition, and he just outright took the job. And, I mean, Drew Locke is still a quarterback who's growing. Um, you know, he will learn from Teddy Bridgewater, but – I mean, this is an offense that could really break out. Jerry Judy at this year's training camp has been all over the place. Sutton is back. He's going to be healthy. Um, Noah Fan, I heard, has a lower leg injury, but he's supposed to be fine. Uh, we Thank saw him at the Combine, so we all we all got a chance to see, um, you know, how great he is. So, um, yeah, this is a great offense. I'm hoping that this will uh, uh, bring him together, and, uh, and hopefully, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater will be the guy. I, I had Judy Stock in fantasy drafts mid to late rounds because of the uncertainty about you know quarterback. The quarterback situation in Denver. This makes him bump up a little bit because you know Bridgewater is the type of guy that can thread the needle. He you know he doesn't have the big arm, but he's going to get you the ball. Bridgewater is the guy who could thread the needle. You said Judy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, it's all good. Teddy, Teddy's the type of guy Teddy that's can. Gonna, he can yeah. he can thread the needle and get you those passes that can be on the line. I, I think yeah. this is a good thing. It's a good thing for fantasy stock all the way around, especially for Jerry Judy, who you know who who is who could be a number one. He just needs somebody to throw him to. So I, this is great. This is great for I think uh, John. You know, John Elway's not relying on an old old age quarterback now to come to save the day. I mean, Bridgewater's still relatively young. I Bridgewater, you know, needs to get that shot. I mean, with Carolina, he was thrown into a position where he had no CMC. He had to make do with what he had. So yeah, it's a good. I mean, it's I good. Think, yeah, this will be the best. This will be good weapons for him, and this will be. I mean, I see him as a guy probably around a Debo Samuel or a Claypool or some of those types of wide receivers point wise for fantasy. But I think that this will be um, his best chance with all the talent around him to kind of get, get some things moving in the right direction. Thanks for everybody joining us tonight on our live broadcast, uh, joining us in the comments. We appreciate it. Make sure to smash that follow button at uh, a Twitter at, at the FU dogs pod and also IG at the FU dogs pod. Make sure to, uh, we're actually on Amazon music now. Can you believe that? Amazon, Amazon music, Amazon music under the podcast really? section. Yeah. You can search huh. the fantasy underdogs podcast. Amazon Music, and we're on there right now. So subscribe, listen, and share. Uh, before we get into our fantasy section, uh, yes. my wife had pulled a rug right under me the other day because she goes, oh hey, I've got a draft on Friday at 6 o'clock. Should I just go auto-pick? And I'm like, you're doing a draft on the day you give birth, and you didn't tell me about this? She's like, wow. yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm still, I'm still going to do my draft. Uh, great show, not let's mock. Great show, not let's mock. Oh, you mean now? Okay. Uh, yeah, she just kind of pulled the, the wool right under me saying she's still going to do a draft auto pick style. I was like, well, do you want me to set it up for you? She's like, no, no, no. I'm going to, I'm just going to auto pick and see what happens. I'm like, so, okay. And she's like, well, are you still doing your draft on, on Sunday? I'm like, Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, well, on, no, Saturday. I'm like, no, I can't because, you know, the baby's going to say, oh, you should still do it. I'm like, I already, what is going on here? Like, what? I'm not going to be able to go down there. She's Paige, like, well, you're you brave. Way to go. What a, what a wife. What a lady. But I still have a draft on Sunday. But it's, On Sunday. It's online. It's not going to be in person. So, I, you know, I, I can't. I'm the type of person that if, if it's an in-person draft, I have to be there. I can't do the remote thing. Can't. I understand that. I think most people who do fantasy are those types of players. I know yeah. I am. There's no way to do it. I know. So like COVID Chip, hurt us. Mm-hmm. Last yeah, the, when the COVID hit it was just a weird year for drafts. A lot of people didn't show up and did remote. It was very yeah. time consuming. Just like the draft on Sunday, we had it was very time consuming because we had two people not there. It was like getting them on the phone and texting. It was just madness. I hated it. It's no good. Um, Chip, let's uh, let's talk about some QBs. Now we all know the the, the top QBs that are going in the obviously yep. Mahomes is probably going in the first or second round, depending on what drafts you're in. And then we have the Josh Allen's of the world, who's probably going the second or the third. And then we can go down to the Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's, the Russell Wilson. 
give me give me some bargain late round QBs that are going in the later rounds that you don't that maybe people should take a look at you know drafting you know after they've done their position players. I mean, and it depends what what bargain is. So I'll start. Um, I think that probably the lowest I would look or kind of where I have guys ranked is probably Teddy Bridgewater down like QB 24, QB 25. Um, just like I said, coming off, obviously, last segment, Noah Fant, Judy, Sutton, Javonta Williams from North Carolina. You still have Melvin Gordon there. Um, so there's a lot of talent around him. Um, I think that he can has the potential to put up a pretty good year towards the back half. I would definitely take him over a Jameis Winston. Uh, I would take him over a Daniel Jones. I would take him over um, a Zach Wilson. Uh, those are some of the guys I think who he'll finish ahead of uh, in points. So probably that's probably the latest guy I look at. The earliest guy who – people I think could be sleeping on is the name I brought up earlier Fitzpatrick um he's got a lot of good weapons in Washington can't really uh, I mean I'm kind of I don't know how how effective he can be you know way down the field but I think some of the routes Logan Thomas I think Curtis Samuel um you know you've got a lot of good talent over there McLaurin as well uh so you can definitely he has weapons around him, Antonio Gibson out of the backfield too. So I think he's got an assemblage of talent. Uh, but you and I have always talked about Fitzpatrick's good for like five or six games. No, you Fitz know? is good for like three or four. And then he okay, just, yeah, he just he so, just I mean, craps that's out. The, if I was gonna go, if I was gonna say, if you were gonna stream a quarterback and you need a solution, Fitzpatrick I have is ranked a little bit higher up than Teddy Bridgewater. But um, for the first couple of games, I would look and check his schedule if he's playing you know, easy teams. I think he could probably light it up. I, uh, I looked at a quarterback that's going around his, uh, ADPs around 28th, 29th. Uh, it's, it's somebody we make fun of a lot on the show from being a drunk Santa last year is, is Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger. Yeah. Uh, he's obviously he slimmed up a little bit. He looks leaner. He looks meaner. Um, you know, he's got massive amounts of talent around him. He's got yep. Deontay Johnson. He's got Juju. Um, he's got Najee Harris, which he's, has been blowing people away in, in preseason. Their offensive line is a little bit better, but you know, obviously, at thirty, he's thirty-nine years old. Let's, I mean, let's let's. He's no Tom Brady, but no. But when healthy, Roethlisberger can sling the rock, and with all those, you know, receivers around him, he should be able to have one of those guys that you could pick up late. Now, obviously, I would have somebody drafted before him I mean, this is a guy you can pick up as a as a backup but a serviceable backup if you need somebody you know to fill in a week or if or if your qb goes down with injury he's somebody that you could slot in there um, yeah. so i i have been roethlisberger uh he's going he's going he's being drafted 28 29th you know ranking on, on qbs because i think there's still an unknown to see how he is with that throwing arm even though he's a little bit you know less husky from last year and of course yeah. with the arm so We'll see how the arm strength goes, but I, I like I like Ben Roethlisberger as that that bargain late round QB that you know a lot of people have kind of given up on because of his past couple of years where he's just kind of been sliding down the eventual hill to retirement. Uh, yeah, I think I think this is uh, Brian who says he's a great QB. There That's you Brian go. Brian. Well, Kenneth Lee, I mean Kenneth, and I see what you're saying, buddy. I had Carson Wentz, yes, um, as a comeback player, you know, of the year before. Um, him injuring his foot. Uh, so, um, I don't know. I just got to see, I just got to see what's around him with Wentz coming back. If he does start week one and everything is, is up to par. I mean, the Colts have one of the best offensive lines. You have Pittman jr. You still have Jonathan Taylor. You still have T Y Hilton. So yes, a lot of great components there. Um, before the injury, Probably had him as high as like a QB 15. Um, probably decent, almost scoring higher than half the league every week. Um, but 
I, I just got to see him in a game situation and see how he's moving and see what happens. But totally agree. Does have the potential to really break out this year. We have we have a, so many players I think coming into this year that are had that have that unknown patch on them. Like it's like how are they going to be doing this year after coming back from an injury, coming back, yeah. going to a new team? They're like, there's so many of them that there's like the CMC conundrum that we've been talking about. Like there's so such an unknown about is he going to be back the form coming back from that injury? Now Carson Wentz, which we we all as a show were like. He could be an MVP candidate because he's back with his boy Frank Wright. He's on a great team. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, now with this whole injury with the foot, it's like, okay, this is an even bigger unknown with Carson Wentz to see if he comes back. And because, you know, when he was with the, that last season last year with the Eagles, it was just like he, he just looks shook up like he got the yips. But now it's like, okay, is he going to be back to that form where before he got injured, he was putting up MVP numbers and, and headed to the Super yeah. Bowl before you know, Nick Foles took over when he got hurt. So those are your late round bargain QBs to possibly go after in this year's draft. Now let's go to undervalued players in the drafts. Undervalued players are the ones that a lot of people aren't really taking notice till they're going, you know, a little bit late in the draft. Uh, their ADPs are, you know, really, really low. So I, I'm, I've got a, I've got two undervalued players that I've, I've I've drafted both in, on my team this past week on Sunday in my draft. The first one is yeah. Mike Davis. Mike Davis, who's now the starting running back for the Falcons. Who that's an did, undervalued player. ADP is sixty four, almost sixty five. No running running backs. Yes. No. yes. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, listen, I, I drafted him pretty high up. I, he was a guy that I've been mocking and, and drafting as my my RB three as my flex. Um, yeah, he's gonna get a lot of he's gonna get a, a ton of workload. Can you even name the Falcons backup at running back? And then you're a Falcons fan. Can you even name their running back backup? Quandre Allison, or you could do either him or um they just signed um another running back as well. But Allison's supposed to be the primary. Okay. So, you know, Davis did a serviceable job filling in for CMC last year and then Panthers, and now he's over in still in the NFC South, but over in the Atlanta Falcons. He's going to get a ton of work. Um, yeah. You know, he, I think last year he averaged about three and a half, three, three and a half, almost four uh, receptions, and then about 25 yards per game uh, receiving yards. But this is a guy yeah. that, you know, I, I like. I like him. I like him in the backfield for Atlanta. I think that's some guy, if, if you you drafted your first two running backs as your RB1 and RB2, and if Davis is still available as your RB3, take him. Take him. Snatch him up because I think he's going to get a lot of touches this year. Uh, he's going to be good in, in PPR. So Mike Davis is a yeah. guy to, to take a look at uh, in your draft as an undervalued running back. What do you got, Chip? Um, I mean, undervalued, I when I hear that, I think of players that – no one is giving them value or respect and they're planning to come out. So, I mean, just looking from a value standpoint, Will Fuller mm. is going to be somebody who's just missing one game from PED suspension and he's getting drafted in almost the ninth or 10th round. And this is a guy that's typically – a number one wide receiver when he's on the field, very electric has always played. So if you can get a deal uh, for him, you can find him and, and you can pick up some points uh, very, very quickly. He's just going to miss one game. So if you draft strong in a wide receiver league and you can pick him up and sit him a game, I think that you'll, you know, you'll definitely get some value there. So right now his ADP is getting drafted in the ninth round. Um, which this is a guy that should compete for at the end of the season. I mean, I think should have just as many points as Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, Curtis Samuel. Most of those guys get drafted in the sixth, seventh, and eighth round. So, yeah, you can definitely get some value uh, for him. And another guy, wide receiver, um, we'll have to see how much this guy, a, wide, a, a free agent, came over to Buffalo Emmanuel Sanders, but Cole Beasley last year, <laughs> huge. I think value. that all depends on his stand on COVID if he's going to be playing. Well, that and that's course. another mm -hmm. another thing we all have to look out for uh, this <laughs> year as well as COVID 
protocols and teams staying out and getting caught and then getting busted. So, um, but yeah, he would be a deep value. He's getting drafted in the 13th round and he put up as many points as the guys we're talking about right now, the Will Fullers of the world. So could, could you, could you say that uh, Emmanuel Sanders is another undervalued guy, especially towards, if you haven't seen the clip on social media yet, you should. So, I mean, do you think Emmanuel Sanders is an undervalued guy? I think that depending upon what leagues you're drafting him in, I don't know his ADP off the top of my head, but I mean, any anybody that's starting at a wide receiver position who's going to be on the field, the Bills will run two wide receiver sets and have Beasley as a slot, you know, probably 70% of the time. So, yeah, if he's on the field, you can definitely get some points. I mean, personally, just because Emmanuel Sanders just got there, um his adp right now which is kind of silly is 155 oh yeah well that's his draft position Hmm. uh the round uh is going to be like six like 18th and like a 12 you know 12 team league so yeah he's way down there so i've got it looks like he'll probably finish somewhere near jalen waddle uh you know christian kirk rager some of those guys in points or at least what i think would probably be the area so yeah, you can definitely if you get a starting wide receiver that's going to be on the field seventy percent of the time. I think that is good value. You're gonna you're gonna hate me for my second guy. What's your second guy? Because I bring him up all the time on the show. I'm you gonna laugh then. On Antonio Brown. Oh God! <laughs> it's always I don't I don't. Well, you know what? I'm not gonna say anything. Okay. We're gonna see this year because yes. the the best time for him is gonna be now. So he's had, they've had a season together. They're integrating him in poor Scotty Miller. I don't know what the heck's going on, Scott. I'm sorry. Scooter Scooter's still young though. I mean, he's not, Yeah, but I mean, I just, he could be, I just think a great player and Antonio Brown is going to be grandfathered in because of Tom Brady. And that's what Tom Brady wants, which Tom Brady gets what he wants. And that's understandable. So I don't, I don't understand I think Antonio Brown and Scotty Miller, if I saw more of Scotty Miller, I think they'd be not comparable in skill set, but maybe close. So I don't know. We'll we'll have to I would love to see that though, that competition. Listen, I, I could I could be dead wrong about Antonio Brown, and that's fine. I'm usually dead wrong about a lot of things. So but I, I've got I got Antonio Brown that's he's my second guy because a lot of people are picking him. Or not even picking him at all. I mean, I think I got him in the mid-rounds because I'm just a weirdo when it comes to, to drafting, and I take chances sometimes. And sometimes they pay off, and sometimes they don't. But uh, his, I think his ADP is like 117, so he's going like 12th to 13th round, Yeah, I think, like around that. Uh, we did have a question in the comments from Charles Richardson. Where do you see Sam Darnold's rank in QB? I mean, I have him, if you were going <laughs> to look, probably below – I have him right below Zach Wilson. I have him below Daniel Jones. Um, I just don't see or haven't seen enough of of him to really think that there's something good. Um, You know, and there Mm -hmm. could be. I think it's horrible to think there are guys, you know, like DJ Moore for Carolina that could really, you know, he's a good wide receiver and could pick it up and be good. And Robbie Anderson just signed a new deal. Um, so I think they have some talent there. I just, um, I don't know. got to see more from him. You know, and I agree with you. It's just, we, we've, we've seen what little he has, he's had to work with when he was in New York and now he's coming to a team that has, has talent. He has talent around him, but it's, yeah, it's, it's now the, the shining lights on him. It's like, okay, now we're giving you some, some pieces to your puzzle. Can you effectively get that? The, the rock to them now obviously you know christian mccaffrey is going to help him out a lot yeah. but is he, is he going to be able to get it to you know to robbie anderson is he going to be able to get it to more that's that's the biggest question and i, I you know i said this prior show is like i'm not touching anything on, on carolina right now i'm really not yeah. because and it's all it comes down to sam darnold and in that unknown and going back to that unknown is how is he going to do and he's in a he's in a division where you know it's Second is second is up for grabs from any of those three teams. 
from yeah, the Panthers, totally the Saints, and the Falcons. It's up. It's up for for grabs. So, it. Where do I have Carolina? I have Carolina finishing below the Saints. You know, I have the. You know what? I have I have the Panthers in fourth place because I I like it. I like the Falcons this year in that NFC South more than I did the Panthers. But it just is. There's so much unknown with Sam Darnold in that offense where you never know. He could he could have the second coming of his career in Carolina and just light it up. But I, I just don't see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just got to see it in in game. I mean, I just got to see it more. And I think he has the chance to develop during the year. Um, but I think personally, he's probably got a little PTSD. Yeah, uh, just from the jet, just from the jets, and like <laughs> any anybody that had a coach like Adam Gase has any kind yeah. of has, has like PTSD all day from from that guy. Yeah. That, that, oh. So I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, right now he's at the bot. He's definitely near the bottom of the barrel. But I mean, that can change uh, every week, and you can see him get better. Hopefully, <laughs> which maybe he'll do that. Here's a good question from our boy James Ludeman. If Sean Payton, Sean Payton take the Saints to second place in winning record, is he one of the greatest coaches all time? I mean, I think well, he's already one yeah, of Yeah, he's won a Super Bowl. I mean I think he's already one of the greatest coaches of all time, but um second place, I mean, that's the first loser. Yeah, no. So, yeah, I mean, I you know. You're not getting a participation coach, but we'll see. You're not getting a participation trophy in second place. I mean, yeah, unless you're like the Bucks and place and place second and won the Super Bowl, maybe yeah. But you know, I kind of I think about it like this: is uh, he had Drew Brees, obviously, who's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, probably, um, and he's going to have to deal with Jameis Winston now. The Patriots obviously lost Tom Brady. They have someone like a Cam Newton. And then the Saints have Jameis Winston, which is maybe similar in in traits, just a little bit younger. Um, Oh, okay. So he said with the Saints team, I mean, taking Jameis to a winning record and a wild card. No, Um, I I think that just says he's a great coach. I don't think he's... I mean, you could put him in that conversation as he's one of the greatest coaches of all time, but like yeah. he's out, he's outside of that top five. I mean, he's he's a great coach, but no, I wouldn't say he's like the greatest of all time. He's doing his job. He's he's molding a quarterback to be a good player. I just don't think he's you know in that top five of the greatest of all time. You know, you could put him in that. Oh yeah, he's a yeah. great coach. He's one of the greats, but he's not one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, and I also I think Sean Payton has a good ability to work in. Taysom Hill and defenses have to plan for Taysom Hill coming in and packages around him. And then you use Jameis and Taysom plays tight end. And so I think he's a really good uh, user of the talent around him. You know what, Chip? I would love to see Taysom come in, start, and then Jameis is like out at tight end or out at wide receiver and it just gets leveled. (laughs) That could happen too. Well, I mean, you got to – Taysom Hill's a pretty big boy, and what is he, 30-something years old? I mean, he's, yeah. he knows how everything's going. He knows how it's played. So, you know, he kind of – he's he'll protect himself getting a big ball or getting a big rock or whatever he gets into. But um, James also said Mac Jones starting for the Patriots rush out. Everybody has said that, and I told you, L. Bushman, <clears throat> a couple days ago, now that Cam Newton has done his COVID mistake or stayed away or whatever, I think we pretty much shut the door. On Cam Newton, this last preseason game, we're going to see it. If Mac Jones Lights goes it up. out and does great, I think you have seen the last and heard the last of Cam. Uh, see you later. Got to go by, you know, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The, Pat, the Pats, you know, drafted him for the reason is to be the future of the throne. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be Cam Newton. I mean, Mac Jones is more of a. Patriots type style quarterback than Cam Newton is, so yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see if uh, he can show out on that final preseason game. Well, I mean, they haven't really gone to the young guys since Drew Bledsoe got hurt and Tom Brady had to take the reins. And I mean, that's that's true. It's been since then. (laughs) It's almost like it's almost like a circle. It goes around and around. Circle. It goes around and around. Cam Newton gets the COVID snafu mix up, and then Mac Jones comes in and. Well, saves the day and everything. Everybody, uh, the teams now, you've heard that 
Tennessee's had more players uh, report positive, obviously, since playing the Bucks. Mm-hmm. So they're in a bunch of COVID protocols. Buffalo had Isaiah McKenzie, I think. Uh, who got, and who got fined. Who got fined, yep. He put his fined. Uh, NFL fine letter on Twitter, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did. I didn't read the whole thing, but I think he put it up there. So um, you're going to see, man, these players, they're going to be held accountable and they're supposed to wear, I think, tracking devices, aren't they? To, uh, yeah, so the I think one of the policies is if you are not vaccinated, you have to wear like a certain bracelet that tracks yeah. – tracks it and if you are i don't think you have to wear one and if you're not vaccinated you have to get tested every single day yeah and yeah it's it's uh, yeah so just i mean i know i know the bills are at 97 percent vaccinated right now yeah variable so Ver- got covid Tannehill got covid and a couple other players got covid your falcons are 100 percent. i think yep. seattle's at 100 like most teams are almost at 100 percent vaccinated so, but yeah, you're going to see these from time to time during the season. And if you're in the fantasy leagues that we are in, you have to take the proper precautions about getting those backups in when your guys have gotten that COVID stand. Yeah. So. I know that we had a COVID spot last year and I actually did not ask our lead director if we were going to have one this year. I'd set up to where I don't think we will, but we have a that, second IL in mind where it's for a COVID spot. Really? Yeah. I mean, you got to you got you to plan ahead, man. Well, yeah. Well, what do you think? I know still Deshaun Watson hmm. still get – I think he got – did he get drafted in your league? Uh, he did. He was like a late, late round pickup. I think he was any, almost, almost to the end of the draft he got drafted. Any any value do you think there in grabbing him? I mean, if your team is stacked to the hilt, do you think it, you would take Deshaun Watson as your last pick? If my team was stacked to the brim and I felt honestly 100% confident about it, yeah, sure, why not? Because he hasn't been suspended. The NFL yeah. hasn't come stepped in yet. The legal proceedings haven't started yet either. So, and he's been to he's been to the camp, he's been to practices. Now, obviously he hasn't played in any of the the preseason games at all, but Correct. there hasn't been any kind of disciplinary action against him whatsoever. He hasn't been suspended. So if my team is stacked, ready to go, sure. If he's available, I'll take him as a last, my last pick or my second to last pick. Yeah, why not? I mean, you're gonna get a ton of value. You're gonna get a ton of value out of him if nothing, like nothing disciplinary happens, and if he's, you know, is not traded away, even though he wants to get out of Houston. Like yeah. you know, he wants to. He still says he wants to be out. But if he's if he's there starting week one you've got a huge value in Deshaun Watson and that makes Houston a tiny bit better with him at quarterback. I mean, that's yeah. Well, I mean, they with Deshaun Watson. I mean, they were, they were a decent team. Now they've lost some players and lost yeah. some things, but Deshaun Watson carried that team for a long time mm-hmm. with no help really. So we'll see you. Did you take any Texans? I don't think you took any. I took zero Texas no, and I will. No, no I, okay. I was, uh, I was kind of borderline on Philip Lindsay because, you know, he could be, he could be that, that back in their back there, which is like overcrowded with old guys right now. Yep. But he could be that guy that could get you some, some fantasy flex points, but I was just, I'm, I'm not sold on it yet. I'm not, I, you can't really be sold on that offense at all with Houston. Yeah. It's just a mess. It's just a mess. You know, it is. Dude. It totally is. I'm still, I'm still thinking about, my number one pick in Kamara, if I don't take CMC, he was the number one fantasy running back last year. How many, how many mock drafts have you done at the number one spot? And to, and what have what have you what have you been taking so far? I mean, I can't even count how many mock drafts I've done at the one spot. I mean, I would say in the past week, probably less, but easily over over fifty or sixty in the past couple you know, in the past month or two. Yeah. Um, but I usually start out with CMC and then coming back around, you're seeing guys like a Chris Carson. Uh, you're seeing wide receivers like Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf. Um, you could see a guy like Mike Davis. Um, those are some of the guys that I swing around to at the turn. Uh, and have to make decisions on. And right now I'm kind of staying away. I'm kind of taking a little bit more Chris Carson mm-hmm. um, because I am not in on 
some of the other running backs that are right there, which is kind of fringe guys. Uh, DeAndre Swift is down in my rankings. I know he's been injured. Uh, and there's a couple other guys. I think J.K. Dobbins, the word out of camp on him is he's kind of sharing with Gus the bus, uh, you know, so that's kind of down there. So, yeah, kind of you get into that no man's land uh, in that second round. So um, that's kind of what I'm dealing with. I'm taking a quarterback usually in round five. Uh, the picks that I usually see there are Kyler uh, and Lamar Jackson. So you were right. Like you talked about the top of the show, Mahomes is usually gone second, you know, sometimes right at the third. And then I only target a QB. If I can have Lamar Jackson, you know, Kyler Murray, there's two other quarterbacks I really like who are lower ranked that I might take. But those are some of the guys that I'm circling with um, in the fifth. Okay. Gotcha. So, all right. All right, Chibi, we're going to head on out. Yeah, Most buddy. likely I'm, I may be on the show Monday, even though I'm going to have a baby boy tomorrow. I'm, I'm probably going to be on. The we're going to, we're going to see, and we're going to yeah. send, yeah, we're sending all the uh, positive vibes for everything to go good and go well for you and Paige. And I'm sure it will be. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it, buddy. So it'll be a good time. You'll have a son. All right, from, from all of us here at the fantasy underdogs. Yes, I know, right? Yeah. Well, from all of us here at the Fantasy Dog Underdogs podcast, make sure to go to Believe, go to Amazon Music, go to iTunes, and also Spotify. Smash and follow that button. Go on Twitter at the FU Dogs Pod and also IG at the FU Dogs Pod. We will probably see you next week on Monday at 7.30 with all your fantasy questions and comments. So for myself and Chip, we'll see you. Go Falcons. No ending. No, no <laughs>to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube